spotlight's on, Eric. Sure is. Put it on. Turn that spotlight on, Eric Shea. It's on, baby. God damn. It is on. How are you doing? How are I'm you doing? doing? I thought that we talked ahead of time and you were not going to have naughty words. It took I, you, I, I it took you a sentence. I just thought about that as soon as it happened. One sentence it took you. Stop we it. We talk about it. Clean, Eric. Clean and mean and less caffeine, we say, as I'm drinking a coffee from my new coffee maker that I got this week. That Ooh, I said, color. yeah, well, I said I probably end up spending, I, I kind of estimated, I believe, $10,000 a week on coffee. Yeah, so yeah. I figured that rock I color. would, yeah, I figured that I would uh, buy, buy a coffee maker and, you know, save some bucks, have some coffee. Also, I don't have to go out, which that. Yeah. That fits my deal uh, fully, but I realize now I've created a house full of caffeine fiend kids now. And I come <laughs> home, they have drank so much coffee. They're so and, What's up, with Daddy? Oh <laughs> yeah, they're just out of out of hand. And I come home, and they're like, "We need more coffee." I said, "Well, we, we bought a you know pretty much a forty ounce bag of ground coffee. It's oh, yeah. gone. It's gone in a day." So I'm like, guys, you, you got to settle down. So then Rafe is all excited. He's gone online and he's come I up. They like their coffee black. No, they they like it with sugar. And I mean, I'm telling you, they're bouncing off the walls. But they Rafe has gone online to find out where we can buy extra caffeinated ca- uh, coffee. Then we actually went to uh, BJ's. We went to BJ's to see if we're going to grab some there, and uh, they do have a like a variety pack of K cups that include. A coffee that's one and a quarter more times caffeine, right. one and a half and two times. So you can have that. I said, no, we're not getting that. And then my youngest son, Logan, he's worried. That's going to give you a bunch of diarrhea. Probably. Well, my youngest son, Logan, is worried because he's a small kid. And right. then he read that it stunts your growth. So he is now concerned that one day of coffee drinking, he's done. Now oh, he's going to be a pack midget. Of cigarettes. Just go for he's going to be a midget. Point. Well, I told you, uh, I was woken up early this morning, and I am so tired right now because I, you know, I have my alarm set. I'm sleeping. All of a sudden, my kids are making noise at four in the morning, and then Logan said that he was going to get Tanya breakfast in bed, and his idea for breakfast in bed for his mother is a cup of coffee and a cigarette. I said, yeah, there you go. And I said, what do I get? Because I don't smoke. I didn't even get a cup of coffee. But they did make her a cup of coffee. And it was weird just the fact that I didn't want to get up. And it was too early for me to get up at that point. Made me want to smash the coffee maker over their heads. But also, I don't know why. It ended up making the coffee smell like vomit to me. And I was just angry. That's so I weird. I was angry. Eric, the but best I have a, part I have of waking a cup up The best part of waking up is vomit in your cup. Was that Meatloaf? Did Meatloaf sing that? Or? I, I don't believe that I was Meatloaf. I bet you could have no. done a good job on it if he did. Surprisingly, now, I think it was Lorenzo Music. Oh, Lorenzo Music. It wasn't the dream. Maybe no, he actually he just wrote, wrote it. it. He yeah. wrote it along with Single Ladies and Umbrella. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't know if you're aware of that. But hello and welcome one guy. and all to the official and official spotlight of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast for the week of July 26, 2017. As we like to say, this is the Dip Your Toe Into It podcast. So you can listen to this maybe about an hour long. We'll talk about one book, which is going to be easy Action to Comics tonight. It's easy to manage. You can kind of get a feel for what's going on. Get a rhythm. A rhythm of the night, as DeBarge sang, mm. Eric. And then you could get all excited. And 
and then waltz on over to Sundays when we release our main podcast, which is about ten hours long. So Big this is a, this is a dip your toe, but I just wanna I just wanna go. A lot of people like I see people online like saying, "Hey, what what is a podcast that delves into the books? Really gives you the meat and cheese of these books? Really dissects them?" And yeah. sometimes our name will come up, and sometimes our name. Will, oh, you should try Weird Science if you like DC Comics, because we mainly Obviously. do DC Comics. And then all I hear is, "Oh, aren't those those guys that curse a lot? Oh, aren't those guys that you know potty humor and they you know this and that and the other thing?" And then they're talk a little about, too blue for me. Yeah, what are these guys? That I, those are the guys that talk about 80 stuff and barely talk comics. I'm like, listen, we do get to comics eventually. Eventually. Uh, but there. I think that I, I would hope that this Spotlight podcast actually does show that, yes, we know a little bit about comics. And we're not afraid to talk about the American. We're also not afraid if we don't like something, we're going to tell you. And I hope that goes a long way. Uh, we're not positive for positive sake, right? Well, I'm who just, would do I, that? I don't know. I don't know, Eric. That's just faking people. the funk, man. That Come on. Is. We do not fake the funk. Now, I do want to say I'm saying this because for some reason, I'm guessing there's going to be one or two new listeners listening to this, this spotlight. I just want them to know exactly what they have in store for hey, Jim, them. Every yeah. spotlight is somebody's first spotlight. Is every spotlight. That's why we keep doing it, Eric. That's why we keep doing it. But we are proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Crap. I usually don't go this far into it. No. I figure, though, some people, I've talked to people, I actually think there's a lot of people who just listen to Spotlight. They just listen to one book a week. So I'm going to go full out, Eric. You can find us on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics, on Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com. Twitter, Weird Science DC, and our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. I would like to mention that is an award-winning website, Eric. Sure is. Award-winning. You can also email, and, and if you want to email us about this spotlight, you can. But in the main podcast, we read each and every email, negative, positive, middle of the road, Off whatever. Off the wall, gong show type Off material. the wall. Our email is WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com. And we also have a Patreon account where you can go and support us for all the things that we do, uh, including this week, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew boop, boop, doop, doop. have picked Flash number 27 as the Patreon exclusive spotlight. I don't know why I couldn't say that, but that, that was weird. Boy. Oh no! Yes, uh, you could go, and if you want to hear us talk about the Flash, it'll only be on the Patreon, and that is again, it's because the badasses had picked up. Go over to Patreon.com/slash/WeirdScience and check out all the other shows we have. And check if you would like, you can support us. But Eric, we're here to talk about one book and one book only, and it's a book that you did. Now, before we go on, we did have problems. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do for the spotlight because a lot of times it, it seems to be the usual suspects a detective right. comics and action comics and all-star batman things like that so originally i said to you listen we're going to actually do something different let's possibly do like a blue beetle maybe a commandi eric uh, i don't know uh, about you were not in the commandi no you're not down with commandi so we're not going to be down with commandi but Blue Beetle, we were kind of gonna we were gonna do it. And I said, listen, as long as it's okay, I don't want to talk about something in the spotlight that's a, a niche book that also stinks. You know, right. I don't want to why waste our time? Why waste anybody's time on that? And I glanced through Blue Beetle and I thought, you know what? 
This has a lot of this has a lot of the music that Eric Shea likes to sing along to. You got the, you know, too. there's a little bit of a uh, humor going on here. You have the scarab talking to Jaime, and then you read it and didn't like it. So here we are, Eric. Action, yep. comics. action comics, and it is action comics, and it does end an arc, so it makes sense. It's just I just want to let everybody know that we do try to mix things up. Uh, sometimes it does not work out. There, there quite was the way just we more like. to talk about in action comics this week. There, than is Eric so why don't we get that spotlight shining bright and let's talk about Action Comics Action Comics number 984 written by Dan Jurgens with art by Patrick Zercher, Hi-Fi and Rob Lee the end of the Superman Revenge Squad is here and it's all because General Zod can't play well with others after Cyborg Superman and Eradicator are sent to the Phantom Zone to retrieve what we find out to be Zod's wife Ursa and his son Lord Zod the general kicks the shit out of Mattel and Mongol, but he still has Supergirl and John Kent and Kryptonian battle armor to contend against. After a long fight in and out of the Phantom Zone, our heroes return, trapping Cyborg Superman inside it while Eradicator Zod and his family take off to better prospects for their new Krypton, and Superman simply chalks his swan up as a win. Watch your profanity. Oh, I did. Yeah, no, you cursed again, Eric. You, you are a cursing fool. The, the thing, and I'll tell you, this non-cursing is never going to last. It's not going to work out. We just wanted to see if we can do it. I have lasted this long without a curse word. You have now said two, and yeah. I, th- I think the game is over. We'll have to try again on Sunday. <laughs> Because it's not working, Eric. I don't think you can. I would think that if we talked to people and said to everyone, hey, uh, if you were going to guess who who would stop cursing, would it be Eric or J- I bet you they'd pick you in a landslide just because of my potty mouth, Eric. Thing is, I didn't realize I cursed. So I just happened to write it down. And I, you was wrote, I, am, I, wrote. I wrote, I was writing some of my blurbs and I realized I was putting curse words in them. So I had to stump that, but you did not, Eric. I did not. I, I almost said A double S in one of mine, Eric, but I, I pulled back. But Eric, you. let's fucking talk about this book. Okay? Oh God, I'm done. I'm done. I can't. I cannot. Cur- That's faking the funk again. We said we don't fake the funk. You just wanted to see if you can do it. Exactly. You know what this the answer is? The, trial of willpower the answer's no. Oh. You can't. You can't. You don't even realize you actually wrote a curse word in your blurb. In a thing that you wanted to not curse. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it when I wrote the blurb. That though. is crazy. That is crazy, Eric. You know what else is crazy? Not really anything in this issue. No. <laughs> this you, like, issue is pretty they, straightforward. And, and there is a twist, but it's not even that exciting. I'm, I'm telling you, a lot of people, I don't know what they think about this. You know, the Revenge Squad and then the Super League. Uh, I think that it's very... It's slightly above average, but it, it didn't wow me. It didn't knock my socks off, Eric, like no, and you do thing. when you I, come into I a room. I was all about the Superman yeah, Revenge too. Squad. And then the prospect of having the Super League in here, I'm like, you know what? I've been waiting on the Super League since the end of the New 52. Yes, the so social, like, this whole Superman Revenge Squad seems like one of the biggest threats that Superman has faced like in a long time well, now. Well, here's the thing. You have some of his greatest villains exactly. all on a team. I mean, when else are we going to get blank, Eric? <laughs> blank. But, well, you gotta uh, bring him up. Well, you gotta uh, but you have you have some really cool, and even though you don't like this look of Metallo, it's still Metallo. I mean, you exactly. take Blank out, it's a pretty hard hitting team against Superman. Uh, the problem is they end; it ends up being smaller than it should have been, and just kind of ends, in, in my opinion. But you know what I mean? It's just I would have liked more. I would have liked to see Superman. 
have more hardship here. Yes, he lost his sight. And that, and that seemed was, to be the big hardship of the whole thing that really had yeah, nothing no, to do with the Superman Avengers squad at all. It was yeah, you all need about more the Black that. Vault, which wasn't even a main thing of the yep. story. It was a Suicide Squad deal that we tossed in here to get like the whole yeah. have the Zod connection. But it was never fully explained. I still don't know what the black no, ball is. No, I don't is. either. And this, and the even whole idea when they're the trying to explain no it. Idea. Yeah, when it's explained here, like, oh, we're just in this portal to get there. And like, I don't understand. Now, What? where I, I get upset is you could probably yourself, because you're a big Cyborg Superman fan. Yeah. And there's people who are Mongol fans. And there's people who are Metallo fans and Eradicator fans. You can go off and pick individual stories where Superman has faced off of each of these guys, where he was probably an inch from death. And then you get him here, yes, he has a super league with him. Uh, they're hardly effective either. So I really wanted to see like more of a – I wanted to see more of an ass-kicking, actually. I wanted to see Superman really get the shit kicked out of him here or kick the shit back – and you really get neither. So at no. the end, I just kind of it just kind of made made it seem very small to me, and, and nothing really going on, including where Cyborg Superman was the leader of all this. He's the leader, Eric. He's the and, leader. and at the end, he just gets betrayed, and then it all works out for you know what I mean. It even works out for Zod, and it works well, out for Eradicator. Blank, you know, you, you want to well, get him work. out. It Nobody likes him. Blank. Nobody likes yeah. him. Uh, but pretty much Cyborg Superman, it, it ends up that he he gets he's in the phantom zone by the end but he still has his oblivion you know what i mean nothing really like, happens they, they really this. set this whole thing up with the oblivion zone. we've been dealing with the oblivion zone ever since you know superman lois and clark and we had this whole idea where you know hank henshaw he wanted to get the other half of the oblivion zone he got it and we found out once somebody possesses this oblivion zone he can have one wish yeah. hank henshaw wished to become the cyborg superman again cyborg he's been superman. wearing that stone around his neck ever since yeah. nothing ever comes to play with it i'm like that's yeah. that's kind of messed up you've been throwing this in our face this entire arc he has this yeah. thing dangling around oh, his every neck, time he moves that thing is it. flying around like right in your face uh, and yeah nothing really happens uh the other thing is you had e even if Say you're going into this and you're like, okay, I really want to see Superman of the Super League kick ass. That really oh, yeah. doesn't happen. If you're, there's a lot of people like you, you're actually more of a Cyborg Superman. We talked about this last week. You're more of a Cyborg Superman fan than probably Superman, or I at am. least used to be. Uh, here, you don't, my big intrigue of this was not, hey, I want to see how Superman gets out of it. I want to see how this Super League comes together. My thing was, how is this revenge squad gonna work this out like what is gonna be the end game are they all gonna go off and be like a legion of doom together are they gonna all go their way but keep in contact and at one point uh you just get freaking what's his name freaking zod just punching uh, metallo across the room and then punching freaking mongol into space yeah. and i'm like this is what we're getting this is and how then what, and once then, that happened in this issue i'm like Oh my God, Metello and Mongo didn't do anything this entire yeah. arc. No, that's my and problem. And now they're just punched aside because yeah, they're punched for aside them to because do. they don't have that. Because I think that the problem is uh, Dan Jurgens realized the end game of all this is not going to suit either of them. So he had he instead of that being a conflict at the end where you have Zod like, oh my God, I got my family back. Uh, instead of that. Mongols out of the picture because he'd be like, "What the fuck is I? I don't care about your family. I where's War World? I, that's yeah. what you promised me." Then you have Metallo, who's you know, I thought you were going to get me this tech and get me this new body and have this Kryptonian, you know, heart, this Kryptonite heart that was going to go forever. What about this? It, because that was not really the end game. 
they just kind of push them aside. Then you have Blank, and, and who wants to paint a tapestry, Eric. Yeah, he just wants to kill people and paint a tapestry yeah, of blood across he just the dies. world. He seems to die then. And because it seems like he this, dies to me yeah. too. But the whole thing is so weird because we have we, we made sure throughout this entire arc, like every other issue, it seemed like we had to relearn the freaking motivations yes, of these villains and why they would come together them. as a team. And in the end... The whole thing, like Zod wanted to go in, like we've been told this entire time that Zod needs to go to the Phantom Zone he and get, to his get his Phantom army. armies out, and he's all about this. Now it turns about out to be the secret thing where it's all about Ursa and Lars yeah, or Zod, no. and I'm like, there was nothing to keep that no. secret. There was no, no that's reason what I at mean. all. That was because that was a twist. That, like, that's what this, I said at the beginning. Yeah, that's the twist that didn't need to be a twist. No, and the Superman Revenge Squad, they plan on killing Superman. They could, as a team, kill Superman. They don't need the armies yeah. to do it. Nope. And the nope. whole thing, if we get the family out, that doesn't help Zod recreate Krypton because he still doesn't have his armies. No. And, and here's the thing: if that was say that it doesn't matter. Say that the guy misses his wife and kid. And that's what that. he wants. That is just going to be that because he says I'm going to get my army was not the reason he's on the revenge squad. It's not the reason that everybody else is going with him. They all, like you said, it's all spelled out. Everybody is in it for themselves. If Zod said, you know what I want at the end of all this, I want to shit on a golden toilet. That, that'd be oh, fine Zod, with everyone. We we'll, we'll get you as, on. It's going to be as cool. Long, yeah. As long as it doesn't go like, I'm telling you, if all of a sudden he's like, you know what? You know what I want? I want War World. Then Mongol's going to have an issue. Yeah, but now Mongol's not. Mongol's not going to have an issue if Zod says, I want to get my army or I want to get my son and, and wife. Because like Why you said. Why not get them all? Yeah, and what, like you said, yeah, just get everyone. And if it is the end game of destroying Superman, you've already gone past that anyway. And really, of all this, they could have tried to keep him in the Phantom Zone, and that would have been the end of them anyway. And it just, they kind of seemed to all lose track of what was going on. And Zod was playing a game that he didn't that need didn't, to didn't play. Didn't need to be played. And the thing is, too, I'm, I'm sure we'll deal with this in a future arc because we do end this thing with Zod, Eradicator, Ursa, and Lord Zod. Yeah. Like, you know, and I like gone. that ending. I they're, like seeing yeah, them there. Cool. I thought that's they've, cool. They've gone off, it seems like, to go to another planet to conquer that, to make that the new Krypton. I am cool with that, but and I'm sure they're going to play this off later on. If we would have known from the get-go that the whole thing was about Ursa and Lord Zod, that's yeah. what he wants, we could have this great play on Lois, John, the whole yeah. Superman family yeah. versus Zod. Yeah, it really had that. You even had this a whole point. duality that yes. we don't play with until the end. And, and, and the weirdest gone. part is, well, when we will get into this, the nitty-gritty of it, but at the point when Zod and they, you know, his wife and kid come out, Superman and him have this little, like, look, but they, it was not, it kind of wasn't anything, but that's when no. I thought, you know what? This whole thing could have been about family and been about – you could have even went to the point where I would tell you that Superman would have went and helped Zod get his family back. Yeah. That you could have – forget this revenge squad because if, if that is the important thing, it's a this is a big failure. And also the big – you said you kept getting the motivations. You kept getting this revenge squad deal. In the middle of it, all of a sudden it seemed like Dan Jurgens decided, you know what – this cyborg Superman thing, eh, it's not that interesting. I think that Zod and his family would be more interesting because of the way they pumped up and the way this led all the way back into the Lois and Clark book in the end of the New 52 into the, the rebirth. And you had cyborg Superman. You had all this stuff about Hank Henshaw becoming him again and all this and the Oblivion Stone. I was just all about to have it. him do nothing and get trapped into the Phantom yeah, Zone. Yeah, I, I was very disappointed by that because it's I was so all disappointed hyped. from the moment I saw Hank Henshaw and 
then when he became Cyborg yeah. Superman, I'm like, okay, we have something here I really want to see. Yes. And for him just to be freaking, you know, thrown aside at, like towards the like you know the last issue, yeah. and then into this, I'm like, all right, the whole focus of the story has changed now. It's just yeah, about it's Zod's all changed, and, and even to the point where it could change. And boy, Cyborg Superman is fit to be tied in that fan, but it ends up just nothing. Like if if at the end Cyborg Superman got out, now you have some craziness because now you have a you had in Supergirl where it was uh, Cyborg Superman was Zorel. And yeah. he he was trying to bring back Krypton. Now you have this duality again in that because this is Hank Henshaw. He really doesn't care about Krypton. No. But in the meantime, he'd be pissed because Zod fucking played him. Zod's trying to bring back Krypton. You have Cyborg Superman going off to stop that. In the meantime, you have this. You have a lot going on then. Then you have Mongol. Like all of a sudden you have everybody going into a battle royale. You don't end up with that though. And it's disappointing, but we will get it. We're going on and on, but let's yeah, get yeah. into it because it starts off. Basically, you have to have a couple pages because you have to learn that Lois and John were not in that flyer, Eric. They and I'm like, really? The last thing. We start this out of like, of course they weren't in that flyer. Of course it was a decoy to send out to freaking yeah. make Zod think they it were dead. It makes it so hokey the way he plays it out, though, because she's looking for John, Lois is. And then you have that little flashback of like, we didn't go into the, you know, we weren't in that flyer because we knew. Zod would shoot it down with his heat vision, but I told John to stay close, but he didn't. Like, really? That that is such a hokey way to go in to tell you, you know. But it would have been funny if Lois I, was I, just I just want to know there. who read the last issue and at the end thought, oh my God, John and no, Lois are dead. Nobody. We said, we said there's no. no way. I even told you they're going to show us that at the last second they decided it was a bad idea. Yeah, uh, yeah and in the meantime, I would have liked it if they would have just started. And Lois was just standing there, just a panel with her, like, you really think we would have gotten in that flyer? <laughs> Are you stupid? But yeah, there. and now also you have to have Crypto there because he does play into it later. So we're reminded yes. Crypto is there, but John is missing. But then you go back and you see this Revenge Squad, or at least the ones that aren't in the Phantom Zone. Zod, and, Mongo, Blank, yeah. and Metallo. And Zod's sitting there. They have the Phantom Projector there. He has his, la- his foot. He's <laughs> holding down freaking Supergirl with his foot. And well, it's good because we were afraid they were going to forget about that because she was just laying there. Though yeah. the whole point is, why did they have her there? I don't you know. know what I mean. Like it, in the all story, all I can think of is that she's Kryptonian, and even though she's from the House of El, they want to like you know have more Kryptonians. It's weird though, Superman. maybe That's because it's the only weird thing because... I can really go with. Yeah, Dan Jurgens never really has a reason for her to be there, except when things have to be saved. She kind of yeah. comes to and helps, but there's no real reason why they didn't just throw her in there. But then we go into the Phantom Zone. I was very well, worried. Before that, before that, we have to have this whole idea. Well, you know, Eradicator and Cyborg Superman are sent into the Phantom Zone after the Super League are sent in because they need to go and find, find you know, army. what they believe, like uh, Cyborg Superman believes, is Zod's Phantom Army. Yeah, Eradicator Phantom knows army. that he's there for Earth and Lord Zod, but we have to have this whole setup where Blank is using his tool Telepathy to cross the dimensional bridge into the Phantom Zone to keep taps with um, Eradicator. Eradicator. It's such a weird thing because we barely know anything about Blank except that he has you know telepathy and shit like that. But the idea that now he's powerful enough to bridge dimensions with his mind and also communicate with his an android essentially like this is not a human mind that he's doing. So it's very odd that he can keep in with this. Like it bothered me last issue as well. But it's, it's so weird in the long run. But this is what Blank's going to be doing this whole time. He's going to be relaying information between Eradicator and Zod, and that's it. 
Yeah, and he, he even says there's blank, and he's like, hey, blank, uh, maintain telepathic contact with them. And he's like, across dimensional gulf? I can't. And he's the eradicator, he'll account for that. Do it. And I'm like, what? Oh, what, oh what? he'll you account know, for There's that. a couple times in this where they just kind of explain things away by saying them, and yeah. it just seemed off. But then, yeah, you see the rest of the team. You see Lex, Keenan Kong, Superman, uh, Lois, or Lana Lang, uh, Superwoman, and Steel in the well what is now like the portal they say going yes, the, into the, the phantom zone going to the threshold of the phantom <laughs> yeah, zone and yeah. it's, it's such a weird concept because we just got done the phantom zone arc in supergirl over the past couple weeks or months now but like everybody has their own idea what the phantom yeah, zone do. is and everybody it, it's has such their a own pain idea. whenever you're reading the phantom zone if it's a different writer because things change and like you want to yeah. try to account for things you want to have a decent grasp on what DC thinks the Phantom Zone is, and when every writer has a different idea, you pretty much can just throw caution to the wind. Yeah, and say, you can. Anything's and, possible. And the weird part of it is, is usually in my mind, you'll have this pop up once every year. The yeah. problem is we've had it three times in the last month. We've had the Black Vault, which we had no idea, in the, and the Bla- Suicide I, I Squad. And then we get to Supergirl, who goes into the Phantom Zone, which is so wonky. And now they're in the Phantom Zone here. And yeah, we've had three different versions of things, and it's just odd. But Superman goes in, and all of a sudden he can see again. And uh, I don't know why, Eric. And I'm telling you, the whole thing, too, it's like when they cross the threshold, this is the only way I can describe it, they pass a barrier that actually makes them go into the Phantom Zone through this bridge once they're projected in, and energy shoots out of his stomach. Yeah. And he yells, I can see again. And then he tries to explain it away, like, the Black Vault is a part of the Phantom Zone. It took away my sight, and now that we're back in it, we cross the threshold, I can see again because it's the Phantom Zone. I'm like, I don't get it. Because you know, no, I don't get any more. Because when he explains it, he even explains it even wonkier. The black vault, which caused my blindness, did so by exploiting my greatest fear that I won't be able to save the people I love. The conduit we just passed through had many of the same properties. As we transitioned in our present immaterial states, that changed. With no tangible form, the bodies repaired. Explains being exiled here forever, yet never aging. Now, that, that's fine and dandy. That isn't exactly the way it goes. If you're blind and you go in, yes, your body is intangible. It doesn't heal you. No. It just makes it so that whatever's going, you are intangible. I'm now you're intangible and you can't die. Yeah, we had this where the, you had it even in the Injustice book where I told you Superboy exactly. got injured. And I, and I honestly think that's one of the best portrayals of it the is. Phantom that Super, we've had. Superboy got injured, and this is where I'll go later where I think I get even more mad because Superboy got injured in that. They had to put him in. This was to get him to go in the Phantom Zone. Like, listen, the only way – and the whole they, Teen they Titans. They the Teen Titans out of the Then they said, so, listen, yeah. the only way Teen Titans, you're going to – you you want Superboy to live, you're all going to have to go in the Phantom Zone. And while he's in the Phantom Zone, he can't die. It just freezes you there. You know, yeah. you're there intangible. If you're bleeding out, you're not bleeding. You don't even have blood. You don't have a body. But the minute you come back out, you're done again. You start exactly. bleeding out. Now, this is why it gets wonky here because Superman says he has his eyesight back. And I think that the, Dan Jurgens realizes that the way he's explaining it, the minute that Superman comes out, he should have he should be blind again. But then, exactly. he, But he throws in this black vault. With the exploited his greatest fear. And it makes no sense. Now, also, no. I do have to point out that 
he, he painted himself into a corner here because he says, hey, I got my sight back because in this, in the Phantom Zone, we're no longer tangible. We are, we're immaterial. If you're immaterial and intangible, how do you punch somebody? You can't. And, and, and that's, and that's what goes and, on. And that's one of the things where, like, we just had the whole thing with Supergirl where apparently they yes. were walking around. They had ships. They oh, could they do had fucking ships. They, had, they, they, they were bringing in lock picks. And it, freaking, it was ridiculous what they were doing ridiculous. in that one. But this one... They almost, it felt like they, they almost, like, get, it. almost get it right. But the fact they that you can, like, you know, the idea that you can punch somebody else who's no. also intangible, I, I want to say that they're on the same frequency or whatever the freaking dimension it's, they're on. It's so they still can. ridiculous. But You're the intangible. Idea is, if you can punch somebody, you still can't get hurt or die. No, here. you so can't hurt them. And, and really, the whole point where I like the classic Phantom Zone is that, that you're like, there. You're pretty much a ghost yeah. with your mind. I mean, if you want to really spell it out to me, it's basically being paralyzed. You, you are in your own mind. And they even explain it in parts even before. I think they did in this book in the last couple of basically you go in and you're there for thousands of years and you go insane yeah. because you're just there with your thoughts but yeah they they kind of do it now uh, I'll give it I'll give him a lead way here because of the fact that if if he wants to have a fight we want to see a fight so you kind of let it but then he really screws it up big uh, time immediately That's immediately the they go in and like they're after cyborg superman and eradicator the rest of the super league and they think they like it have given them the slip the heroes but then um, you know yeah. the heroes come out of nowhere and they start fighting and immediately eradicator uses his energy blast to yep. freaking shoot off keenan kong yep. and then he flies shoots off. him he shoots legitimately shoots him says move aside and shoots him with an energy blast that keenan even is affected by yeah another big thing that shouldn't happen it really shouldn't this would just hit or even if it was allowed you don't have powers in no. the phantom zone and the worst part is Superman tells that to Eradicator later, and it's almost like they he forgot even two points pages out, before. You can't use your energy blast yes. here. Yeah, it's the worst. It really is. And you said when you were reviewing it, you told me that like, you oh, were going. You oh. got to that point, point. you're like, wait a second. Now, again, I don't love the fact of having powers in the Phantom Zone. No. You got to do one or the other. You can't have it and then say you can't. If you're going to, I said Steve Orlando and Supergirl, I thought was just a wreck because he, he never knew what to do. He never, like all of a sudden, you can't die, but I can poison you and you're going to die, but you can't die, but you might die. You don't have powers until you do, and you shouldn't have powers, but you do. And it just went back and forth where even Batgirl had lock picks. And, and, and that, that stun that. baton. They had, a, they had a gosh, they had a pirate ship. Jim. A pirate was, ship. They were building castles. This didn't make sense, but this, here at least you still, get this is better. This is, but the, it's the still screws is up. Still better by a long yeah, shot. Yeah, it is. But they still managed to mess it up, which is very yeah. disappointing. Yeah, it is. Very but I could go with the physical fight. If you yeah. want to go that way, I, I, I get a little upset, but you, you want to have that. You want to have them fight so I can go with it. I, I can. I, I can suspend that disbelief. But when you have a power being used in a panel and then three panels later, Superman telling, you know, Eradicator, you can't, you don't have your powers here. Uh, no, no. We, we, yes, he does because I, we I, just saw it. So what yeah. happened? And then in the meantime, you go back and Zod, you know, in the fortress is still standing there. This is where, uh, you know, Metallo starts freaking, you know, talking back because he hey, hey, he owes to, Cyborg man? Superman you know, a lot. Yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. Cyborg Superman, he's our leader, guy. 
Yeah, he's like, listen, pal, listen, friend, I, I, that's the guy who helped me. And also, really, if, if you want to go full out, to me, Mattel is like, you know what? Zod never promised me shit. No, like, why am I going to back him now? In the meantime, if I'm Mattel, I'm just slipping out because really, <laughs> nobody's counting. They even said, like, Mongol and, and, and Mattel are just standing there. They're not doing anything. No, they right haven't now. done anything this entire yeah, and so they're not doing anything. So really, Zod just is like, I don't need this bitching at moaning, you know, backseat driver over here, and just punches him, flings him. And it's funny. It is a funny, like, just without looking punch. It's the yeah. no-look punch, Eric. I, I think Magic Johnson was good at those. Uh, but you have that. And then Mongol is like, what the hell? And I think, again, Mongol's like, you know what? He has to think in the back of his mind, like, shit's gone wrong. Because... Yeah. Uh, uh, half an issue before he said to Zod I really like the way you run things like you're a guy who's really good but now he's like no this isn't good and I love Zod it's like now Zod's playing with Mongol it's like yeah you want War World right you want it yes. now rather than later yeah. yes hey you want to get started yeah that's more like it and then punches him in the space <laughs> I'm like that's if you're that ridiculous. anxious to travel the cosmos then yeah. I will gladly accommodate you. Yeah. And then freaking just punch him out of space. He just punches Zod. him out of space. And, and yeah, there is freaking Mongol in orbit. He yells Zod and just says, I'm going to come for you and feast on your bones. Uh, and I'm telling you, it's just, now it's just Mongol out in space, like the last episode of Firefly with that freaking bounty hunter. Like, yep, here I yeah. am. Yeah. Just floats through space now. And then the best is you have Metallo, who still thinks he needs the last word, who says from behind, you can't attack Mongol. <laughs> he just says it. Then he, gone, dis- then he kind of disappears. But yeah, that's Supergirl. He has Supergirl. He's holding her up. And that's what I'm like. She, he's like, your time has come. And no one can stop it. So I'm like, why? I would guess that he put the rest of the Super League into the Phantom Zone with no intentions of them ever getting out. This no, to him not, should no. be the end game that they are never going to return. And but why not put Supergirl? Because now it seems like he's just gonna kill her. Like like I'll tell you, what's the like I had an idea to myself, or maybe like he wants more Kryptonians out and about for when he builds a new Krypton, whether it's a House of L or not. You know, because you know this is not his freaking big enemy. You know, a freaking Kal El. This is somebody different. So I'm like. Then I thought, started thinking, no way, he just wants to beat this one to death because yeah. it still is a house of hell. Yeah, it looks like he just wants to kill her. And then it seems off. Why not keep and, a and, blind Superman out that can't it's so do anything? Funny. At, at this point, I, things were getting so wonky. I started like, yeah, you know, staging about other things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking at this thing here. I started thinking of the movie Man of Steel and all this stuff. You know how we always had the whole Superman S on the freaking symbol? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the S stand for? Oh, this isn't an S. This is the symbol of, like, this hope on hope, my Krypton yeah. type of thing. I'm like, why does General Zod have a big Z on his chest? Yeah, What's he that stand for, jerk? That, that's what it means, asshole. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, funny. You're out for me. What is this? Yeah, I don't know what the hell. They, you know, these symbols are there. They, but yeah, I, I, actually, I have to admit, I, my mind went to the gutter. I actually, having no idea that he was going to get his wife and kid back, I thought that this is when Krypton is about to return, baby. (laughs) Let's go. We are going to start to repopulate Krypton one kid at a time. And I I was, I don't know what he's doing because it confused me. Like, why didn't he get, but really it is only so that she can come back after what happens to to hit him. But it, it just, there's no reason. 
for her to be out there. Uh, but that's when the battle armor comes busting okay, through we, the wall. We, we talked about, what is it, last issue or two issues ago, how we, we got to see the Kryptonian flyer and yep. we got to see the and Kryptonian the battle, battle armor. Yeah. These two are yeah. very specifically yeah, like, we had talked a checklist about on in the you. fortress. Yeah. Exactly. So last issue, oh, there's a Kryptonian flyer. They're going to use that. Yep, check that one off. Check this one's that. battle armor. Yeah, Johnny's it's almost like they're, you're, you're going through the fortress of solitude in this and like John's asking stuff and they have Kalex there and it's like, hey, Kalex, what's that? Oh, don't worry about that. Hey, Kalex, what's that? Oh, uh, that's something your dad found hey Kalex what that oh that is the Kryptonian battle armor okay I think we're gonna deal with that then hey what's that nothing what's that oh that is the twin Kryptonian flyer Oh, all right. I think we're going to use that as well. It was that force. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I love seeing the Kryptonian armor. And if anybody hasn't seen it before, but has been dealing with some of the things, it is very much like the Hell Bat suit and stuff oh, like yeah. that. It, it is like really Superman's cool. Hell Bat suit, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it is. It, it's really cool. And the fact that John is in it makes it even cooler. But he doesn't know how to use it. He he is really going. He's flying on the seat of his pants here. He goes in, but yet he hears that voice again. You have and, the voice. And so strange. And in the last issue we had when John was walking around the Fortress of Solitude, we had a strange voice that was in a green dialogue balloon. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, like, hey, John, come over here. And it was kind of leading him through. And then it just went away. I'm like, well, that was an odd addition to the yeah, book. Yeah, I thought here John see- was crazy. He's crazy. Exactly. And, but here we see the green dialogue balloons come back again, and it's telling John what yeah. he needs to do to yeah, work in Kryptonian battle armor and stuff like that. So now, it's this, this weird voice that's just helping him out. Yes, and it leads to, we see by the end, it is Mr. Oz. It's Mr. Oz giving him directions. This has led to a lot of people to say that they think that this is Jarrell, that, right. uh, that Mr. Oz now is Jarrell. And I, after reading this, I can certainly get on board that. I really can because of the fact that he knows how to work the Kryptonian armor. He really does try to calm John down and tell him, you know what, even like the way he talks, you're not alone, young one, and stuff like that. And the real re- the real thing, I think, is you have to realize, like, it is Mr. Oz. Yes, he doesn't want Superboy to die, I no. would think. He, do- he wants Superman. He's very concerned with Superman. So this would lead to him coming back. But it also seems like somebody who would have something against Zod as well. Like Zod, he really wants to bring down Zod uh, with, you know, all of these things. So I can go with it. I-, I still don't know. And I'm telling you, I am done making up theories and oh, yeah. guessing. It's just a- uh, not because up until this point we really have been dealing with Mr. Oz and Superman, except yes. for him taking Tim Drake. Tim Drake which, is the it's the thing that's it's kind of the which one doesn't belong because exactly. yeah you have him he took one of Doomsday these things is not yeah like it together. is and he took Doomsday took Prophecy uh, and he's been real concerned with Clark uh, even since the new Fifty Two Mixelplex so it is very Superman but then. The one that doesn't belong, that really doesn't. And the whole thing, now again, you say that he was talking about hope, and you could go back to that symbol, and it is the House of Bell, and all, you know, wherever they're going to play around with that. Uh, but so, still. I, I just want to know, like, why does Jorel have an eye like cable from freaking X Force? That's true, too. What, and, well, he, it's, shit's gone wrong, Eric. Shit I mean, goddammit, Krypton blew up, for Christ's sakes. What, what do you think? But, the uh, thing is, the, even if it is Jor-El, there's no way that I think this is Jor-El from this universe. No, no, I don't either. I think he's from another universe. I think that that would be easily explained, too, the way things are going crazy here, and especially how prophecy in that multiversity uh, story, multiplicity, yeah. where he was grabbing all the different Superman from different realities and different you know, timelines and, and universes. 
universes and multiverses. I, and when he said, you know what, you have a good idea, it's just not time yet, uh, right. that would be, and most of the thing, and I think Bleeding Cool had an article all about this a couple weeks ago, and they said, they even said to the point where somebody had leaked it to him, so I'm sorry if this is a spoiler, but we don't know. So I'm oh, not saying no this as an authority or whatever. It's just uh, talking out of school right now. But what they said that it is Mr. Oz trying to grab all the versions of his son and make the best version going forward, which in fact would be basically all the continuities. They're saying it in a very roundabout way, but to me it's to get all the continuities and really end the reborn deal and have it the best Superman, the Superman we always had all along and from every continuity, but we'll see. We'll see what goes on. Which we essentially have, though. Yeah, I know, but really we don't know how it's been or or exactly because they're not showing us. That's why I think they're not showing us the inconclusive evidence of how this world of Superman has changed, that we want to see more evidence. So I think that they're waiting. Now, they say all this, and a lot of people are waiting for the doomsday clock in November, Jeff John's story, but it is, in fact, October is when Mr. Oz and Superman, quote-unquote, fight. So we'll see. And that kind of throws me off a little, too, that it seems like two issues of them fighting, but we'll see what's going on now you you ask me why the only way that superman will fight is basically if he takes john that would be the thing that i would you know would probably put him over the edge but yeah you have this you still have you know zod now is fighting john in the kryptonian armor and then supergirl comes through and even crypto gets in on the you know the attack and they're just beating the shit out in the meantime you have poor goddamn blank is just sitting there bleeding out of his eyes he's having problems and in the in the uh in the what's it called in the phantom zone everybody's just beating the crap out of each other uh uh, and then it just leads. And yeah. here's the twist, though. The twist to me is weird because you have the Eradicator in, and the Eradicator is talking through blank and blank. all that. But in the meantime, bleeding out of his freaking eyes, yeah. nose, and mouth, and ears. Just yeah, everywhere yeah. He has Blank's a hole, just he going. But in of... the meantime, Superman is pretty much beating the crap out of Eradicator now, telling him you can't use your. He's like, no energy powers, just me and you. They start battling, and then all of a sudden, a rock hits Superman in the side, and there's Ursa. And yep. I'm like, what happened? Like, what was the deal here? Like, you, they sent those other two. You sent uh, Eradicator and Cyborg Superman. Cyborg Superman doesn't seem to be in on the plan. They no, go no, in, no. and then Ursa just tr- kind of finds them. I guess maybe Blank is involved as well, signaling to them. But it really, like, I, out I of don't, nowhere. I don't think he'd be able to at this whole That's thing. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, out mind, of nowhere. Like, you, you, you got to go find my wife and son. Don't worry. You ain't going to have to look hard. Yeah, you're, you're not going to have to look hard. In fact, don't even look. Have a fight with Superman, and they'll show up because that's what happens. Superman is about to, like, bash the head of Eradicator, and they get hit in the side of the head with a rock, which is weird in the Phantom Zone. But, yeah, it's, there it's she is. It's also weird, the whole idea, we're really pushing these energy powers with Eradicator when yeah. the last time we really saw him before the Revenge Squad, he was all about sucking people in and eating them. Yeah, he was. He was about like, eating we've them really and taking away them from in. That. Including crypto and yeah, uh, yeah, it's actually Ursa, wife of Zod, and then she says, "Mother of his son, Lorzod." So you have Lorzod and Ursa, and this is when Eradicator's basically like, "Beam me up, like get yep. us out, hear me, telepath, let's get out." And it, it's funny because then Superman's like, "It isn't an army once; it's you." And uh, mission accomplished, bring us back, and that's all it was. And it really seems like a switcheroo. 
uh, from what we thought. It didn't need to be switcherooed. And it didn't need to be switcherooed, and this whole thing seemed very non-existent. Like I said, you're having a fight in the Phantom Zone for just Ursa and Lorza to, to show up. They just yeah. show up. And, you know, you would almost think that they could have just walked somewhere and you would have had, you know, if, to me, like, you, you really didn't establish this link between Blank and uh, Eradicator. Because, like you said, even Eradicator, is, he shouldn't really be able to be, you know, linked to. You would no. have thought that the, all they would have needed to do was get Blank to try to get a hold of Ursa. And say, Ursa, come to this thing and we're going to zip you out with the, with the Phantom Zone projector. There, there really didn't need to be any reason, it seemed. Because it no. seems like Blank, like, they never set up anything. If they would have set up something where Blank had to have a physical contact with somebody before they went in, and that's where they have the contact and things like that, okay, I can get just that. Just the idea of this Blank having the freaking ability to freaking do it weird. into the Phantom it's Zone is just weird. odd weird. And then when you get this, like, this is the really end. we really don't know anything about Blank no. except for, yeah, he's a telepath, but. Yeah, and I he wants he to paint a tapestry of, of blood and death. But it like a you you start off the story, and usually I would think it's like a mystery, Eric. You start at the end and work backwards, so you you have this end, and it just doesn't work to go backwards. Just to, to go, oh, that's what. Like usually at the end of these stories, you're like, that's why he had Mongol. No. Yeah. There's no reason. That's why that's Metallo. Why Metallo yeah. That's why that because they were recruited. Oh, that's why Mattel. No, they were no. referred to by Zod. Freaking yeah, Cyber but that's what I'm saying. That's what makes Zod it even worse. Like the story. Well, again, then, and they went to get Zod even then. But why even bother with that beginning then? Because I'm not saying Zod in his own deal in the story. I'm talking Dan Jurgens. Like, well, how he got. And they went and got Zod. At point, Zod was like, screw you. I, yeah. I'm not going to be with you. He really was like, no, I, I don't want to do any of this. I'm doing my own shit. And I don't know. And then kind of begrudgingly went. Now we get the idea he had this plan, but it's just weird that this was the plan. I, yeah. I just don't get it. But yeah, then you have uh, Superman uh, come out with, with the Phantom Projector. They all come out. They get out. And, you know, there's where Zod is with his wife and kid. And that's and where I And he's wounded now because Crypto bit the hell out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crypto attacked him. And like you said, Supergirl. But yeah, Blank looks like he's dead. And oh, then, yeah. Uh, I, I don't see Blank surviving. It's like nobody no. really says anything about Blank no, being dead. Care. He's laying there, just blood yep. running out of his freaking eyes and nose. And like... He just really, I'm sorry, he doesn't look past that, but he looks like he's dead. Nobody says anything about it the rest no. of the issue. Yeah, and, and uh, as they come out of the Phantom Zone, Eradicator oh, does blast. Yeah, Eradicator does blast Superman, so he can't really stop them this quick deal. And it looks like Zod's like, let's kill all these people here, me and you and our son. Let's do it. And then Ursa's like, no, 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 you're injured. We'll, we'll just go away. We'll, we'll battle for another day. I'm like, really? And that's right, where... Man. And that's where you have that look between Superman and Zod. But it wasn't anything like – Zod wasn't saying anything. Zod said, no. let's end it. Ursa's like, your wounded needs attention. We'll save it for – you know, we'll battle another day. And then you have Superman and Zod looking. This would have been the perfect thing to say like, you know what? I would do. I would have done anything for you two. Like this is all I want is my wife and son. And then have Zod and Superman look at each other like – God damn it. Like, Superman's like, I hate you, you motherfucker, but I know what you mean. Like, I, I, you know what? Just go with your family for now. I'll fucking, I'll pretend this didn't happen for two seconds. Just, I'll give you a two-second start. Just leave because of that. But there's Superman, and then they just fly away. Yeah. And Superman's just nothing. And I wish that you had something to actually, 
you know, have a little connection there for a second before they kind of go back to the I'm, deal. I'm, I'm, really, I'm, I'm sure we're going to, like I said earlier, I'm sure we're going to like talk about it in future issues and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice to have this I would have had a little bit. Because I it would have worked yeah. well. It's yes, usually it something worked we see really in the well. Superman book. To have it here would have been really nice, but yes. and we could still have it, but it was just odd to come to this conclusion without having it at all. And yes, and in the meantime, like like you have Zod, Ursa, and Lorzon, and, uh, or Lorzod, and, uh, then you also have at this point you have John who was in the battle armor. He he you know Superman wants to check on his family, so it's almost like a, a sudden truce of you go deal with your family. I'll All deal right, with family ours. We'll, time. we'll fight when we're not around the fans. Yeah, yeah. Like this is time not out, the uh, family even, time. Yeah, time out. Even with Supergirl involved, like you know yeah. what I mean. Like I, he wants to check on everybody. Plus, he wants to get all the other guys back. And they just, I thought it was a missed opportunity because it really could have been something kind of cool. But they bring everybody else out. Superman gets the projector, brings which, everybody. Which is but Cyborg Superman. It's so odd because when we see, you know, like uh, like the uh, Lorzod, Ursa, and Eradicator, Superman get out, and when we yeah. see the rest of the Super League get out. It looks different than when we started because yeah, we no know. longer have this bridge to the threshold no, to the no bridge. It's just like almost and that's a why they're right there. And it upsets me a little because now I'm getting to the point again where Blank may have just been able to call Ursa because it seems like he could do that, and she could have just come to this edge and they could have gotten her out. You know that it would have been a lot easier than what we got. It seems like the rest was just to fill the the pages. But yeah, you have Cyborg Superman who says. Superman's not letting him out. And he no. says, listen, no, you've the shit millions. that you've done, you've killed millions. You're not coming out. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to find a way to maybe make you human again. But until then, you're there. And this is funny because they have the Oblivion Stone dangling again yeah, so like, that you see it. I'm like, what is going on with this Oblivion Stone? Explain yeah. it, please. There's Because I'm telling you, the whole thing is we had the explanation about him becoming Cyborg Superman again. All yeah. I want to know is how he became human again before, so he yes. could become Cyborg yep. Superman again. Yeah, I want to. How, where and, are the transitions? And now we were talking about, say, a Mongol or a, uh, you know, Metallo not being used. Now I'm like, I'm looking at this, I'm like, Steel, what did you do? And why were you no. there, Lex? You know what Lex's biggest thing was the to Super me? The didn't do anything. You know what? You know what Lex's biggest thing that I thought they were trying to give you a little wink-wink is when Lex goes into the Phantoms and goes, you know what? This could be useful. I'm like, what yeah. are you getting at? Like, that's going to be a story down the line that Lex tries to take over the Phantom Zone or something or use it for his own deal. Who knows? But yeah. he did say that. I'm like, ah, that's all you got. Steel and Lana did nothing at all. It just, it really was, you know, very lackluster having these two teams go at, and then you go, and that's where the the John's... It's yeah, amazing, the idea is the awesome. Execution yeah, the execution was the off. And John's like, hey, mom, what, what was that voice that was helping us? And she's like, I think you're going oh, crazy. God, listen, listen mommy drinks, but you hear voices. Who's the worst one there, little Johnny? But he's uh, like, no, there was somebody whispering. The whispering man, he helped me. And he's like, there was nobody else. And that's when you go to uh, Mr. Oz, and he's sitting in his little deal with his robe. And it's weird because they really are pushing a different look for him in that robe. Like, it even looks like he has a beard in there and, like, weird stuff. But he's like, ah, oh, Lois, I hope you'll expand your way of thinking before we meet. And, yeah, and that's basically, you see, oh, my God, uh, it was Mr. Oz. What? 
whatever. And then you go and you see Zod, Eradicator, and Zod's family with a planet that they want to take over to start their new Krypton. And yeah, I, I like that ending. I think it's oh, pretty yeah. cool. It's a cool ending because they see it a really cool idea for a future story, which I do want to see. Yeah. It's just that in order to do that, they completely gave up on the freaking arc that we were dealing with. Yeah. And I'm like, what? why? Come on. This and, is and the do you, most do you exciting think... arc we've had so far yes. in my mind. And you just completely threw away all the opportunities we yeah. had to do see Do you think new there's story. people in that city already? Do you think that there oh, yeah, is definitely. people? So you think there'd be a barber, maybe like a hair cuttery, you think? Maybe, because yeah. Sod's so, got to get his son over there. Get that haircut. Ridiculous. It looks so ridiculous. What are you talking about? That's, that's the latest fashions on Krypton. That, yeah, on Krypton. Krypton's no longer around. Krypton's hey, look, been look, gone for a while. They are making a new Krypton. Jank. He wants to be the freaking the creator of trends and fashion fucking on Krypton. Fucking Jankos were, were big on Krypton too, Eric, and they haven't been big since. So they Jankos better do something. No, they better do something, <laughs> Eric, because that is the worst haircut I've ever seen in my life. He's got to go down there. And get a barber. Uh, Thing and do is, you don't know. He was born with a disease. He's prematurely bald on that one side. Yeah, maybe. He actually looks like a. He to me looks like Harper Row. It really does. A little it, bit. it looks like a superpowered Harper Row. But yeah, the ridiculous haircut. That, it's funny too because you have Zod, Ursa, and Lorzon there, and they're like looking off, like, "Oh yeah, we're the the king, the prince, and the queen of this." No, there's Eradicator in the back. He's, Can I be involved? He's like, Shut up, Eradicator! There. I'm telling you, they're gonna ditch him soon. He's just back there, like trying to get it. He is basically photo bombing this cliffhanger, and I don't like it, Eric. But, and uh, I don't I, even understand the whole idea how he still has power because the last time we saw him too, we released all the souls of Krypton that were powering him. Yeah. I don't know how he has any power left. Well, and then also we didn't even say at the end, Superman comes out of the Phantom Zone and still is – he's not blind, which makes no sense because you know, the, it was the, being in the Phantom Zone and being intangible is what they kind of said cured that. But it doesn't cure it. When you come out, he should have been blind still, but he is I, I never understood why he was blind in the first place, so whatever. you know, it's, It was it, his hope. That was was his greatest fear. The Black Vault exploited his biggest fear, which is not to go blind. It's to not be able to help his family, Eric. And you what, know, what a blind to man can't Superman help. Superman and Zod when they were in the Black Vault. I Nothing. don't know. Their greatest fear is something we don't know. Actually, you don't even realize Zod now. The problem with this new Krypton, he's impotent now, Eric. He, he is. He can't have kids. So there you go. No new Krypton. There's going to be problems. He's going to have to be involved in a cuckold, Eric. And and Fair look. And he's going to be looking through the closet while Ursa has to replay or repopulate new Somehow Krypton. Somehow she's just banging Eradicator. It's not doing nothing. Yeah, that's what, why would they want Eradicator there? He's a sexy guy. He's got those freaking 90s looking glasses. He looks like he probably says bra a lot and remember last issue he didn't have those glasses as much as they are no, now now like they're big goggles yeah they're time. back to being the 90s bra glasses but what did you give it her daddy because of the whole problems i had with the phantom zone the freaking the idea that we could just toss away superman's blindness which i didn't understand why yeah. we had to make him blind in the first place it's like you know him being overpowered was one thing i could see that but to make him blind you know he was already overpowered. You didn't have to go make him yeah. super handicapped, yeah, it man. Was weird. It was it weird. It didn't make sense. And like this to throw it away, there was a lot of missed opportunities here. The fact that Metawa and Mongol had nothing to do with this entire arc, it was very just disappointing in the end. And I love the art though. Yeah. And yeah, I love the art. I love the things we saw with the, like, you know, it's Ursa and Frigana, like Lorzad. I'm telling you, I I think it's odd that we decided to go that route instead of the, the Phantom Zone army, but yeah. I like that because it seeded things. But in the end I'd have to give it a six point four out of ten. Yeah, my problem is, like you said, you have 
uh, a cool concept, a really cool concept. This Revenge Squad versus the Super League is really cool. But then this would be like, hey, Eric, I'm going to give you this car. This car can drive oh, 3,000 miles an hour. Yeah, you're going to love this well, car. It's so cool. And then you go and, and basically say, oh, by the way, it, it, we don't have any gas. So it doesn't really drive. And that's what having Superman blind was just ridiculous. You have where everybody wants Superman to fight all these villains and you make them blind, which isn't the reason the Super League showed up anyway. They would have shown up as well. Then they show up. You have nothing to do for them. And then also had half of the team of the Revenge Squad with nothing to do as well. It really became nothing of what I wanted. If you would have told me at the beginning or we said, you know, what do you want to see? You know what I want to see? I want to see a lot of villains and heroes beating the crap out of each other and then at the end in my mind it would have been cyborg superman and superman you know at the the end on top and fighting but whatever but it really twisted hey, at least that. we didn't have all these villains and all we got to see of the battle was one splash page huh yeah yeah that would that would not be good or we no. have some crazy side villain of superman that's like a joke and we get his origin eric <laughs> i don't want that either uh, but yeah, it just seemed like it was one of those where we didn't get what I wanted and no. we didn't get a lot of anything. At the end, you do have a nice thing. I like the idea with Zod and his wife and son and Eradicator. It's really all. cool because it works really like well that. with what's going on in Superman. Uh, it seems like they want to put Cyborg Superman away for a while. That's the only reason he'd be in the Phantom Zone to yeah. me. And yeah, Mongols there, but you don't have anything to do. So he gets smashed into space. Blank's dead. But really at the end... Who knows what happens you, to Metallo? You, yeah. I don't know. And then, yeah, Metella was there just talking shit still. And you have that little Mr. Oz connection. But really, I thought this was down. I didn't think it was a great, uh, you know, finish to this arc that ended up really being a whimper than anything really cool. So I, I would give I it. Really I love the art. art. I love the art as well. I, because of the art, I'm going to go 6 8. Uh, but yeah, it's actually a disappointing 6 8 to me. Uh, it's very disappointing like, because I, think, I really I, thought I we were going to get more. I wish Patrick Zurcher could be on this book every issue. Yeah, I, I love really his consider art. him the main love his artist. Too. I, I think it's his yeah, that I really, really like a lot. But everybody in this looked great. I, I think it looks really, really good. Uh, but yeah, Eric, that is the spotlight. That's the sure spotlight. Is. I'm sorry that it wasn't as positive as we like it to be. Eric, actually, we pick a book and we're not going to. You know, I said, sometimes I try at one point, I'm like, can we pick anything that, but we pick, you know, whatever it is and go with it. We're not going to. I, I just figured, pretend. you know, Action Comics is the end of this freaking arc that I was very excited yeah. for. Why not put that as the spotlight? It's a big book and I just and didn't I have agree, to like it very Eric. much. I said, Eric is right. He's got a head on his shoulders. Ooh, a big old wee. head. Can't fit a Big hat. old head with that dyed hair and his cut yeah. bangs and. His something, I don't know. I'm just saying things, Eric. You want to hear what we're going to talk about in the main podcast, which for some reason I loaded up next week's Like in Moron, Eric. I loaded it up to talk about the books, and I loaded up the wrong week. Uh, I was jumping ahead of myself. So this week on the main podcast, I believe on the main one we have 11 or 12 books, I think we decided, is what we're going to end up having. And we're going to talk about All-America Action Comics number 984 will be played again. You just heard that. We have All-Star Batman number 12 uh, uh, continuing the first ally story, and if if I'm not mistaken, we find out who the first ally is. We have Batgirl number 13, which is a story with Batgirl and Catwoman. 
you're excited and about possibly that, right? Poison Ivy. I saw something with Poison Ivy. I don't know if it's a variant I, cover I, or I, what. I think it's a variant. I don't think she's in this. I I'm think like, it's just Batgirl and Catwoman. Is this a continuation of Batgirl yeah, and the Birds of Prey? That's what's, what's going weird on right about now? it. When I saw, somebody wrote a review, it wasn't Reggie's. I saw somebody else like, this one shot with Catwoman. I'm like, one shot? There's a whole story going, oh, that's Batgirl um. and the Birds of Prey. <laughs> and actually, I, I, I wonder why they wanted to throw Catwoman in the background. It kind of gets everybody confused. It got me confused. We, uh, I believe Jeremy's going to try to talk about Batman in the Shadow number four uh, on it. We have Batman Beyond number 10 continues the demon head story. We see a little more Damien. We have uh, Blue Beetle number 11, which we were going to have on the spotlight. I said earlier, kind of shows you that you were not so hip on it, but it does start a new arc. And to me, it really is trying to get everybody up to speed. It's got to get everybody up to speed before the new creative creative team takes over in October. Yeah, in October, which is crazy. We have Detective Comics 961, which continues Zatanna and Azriel and all that nonsense, Eric. But yeah, I like that. Uh, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps, number 25. I have not read yet. Uh, Reggie reviewed it, and I hear a lot of people yelling about how great that is. That really, that crazy, sounds awesome. I love There's that some crazy it. stuff happening. Uh, I know you also love Justice League of America, number 11. I, I believe love that the book King- so much, I gave it to you. I believe the King Butcher is gone, Eric. This will be his last issue, hopefully forever, right? Last issue. Was he doing anything the first issue? I don't even know yes. anything about this. He destroyed character. my dreams and nightmares, Eric. Nightmares. Really? Where? Uh, we'll get it. I was just yeah, going to yeah. start yelling about that book. Why didn't we see any bad wishes, Eric? That's all. That's all I'm saying. Why? Why you don't get a yin and yang. I don't see the Where's bad the to the ball? good. Where is the monkey paw? I was yelling it. Suicide Squad number 22 we'll talk about her. Uh, continuing, I guess, Harley Quinn as the leader. Right we have Teen, Teen Titans number 10. Is uh, I don't know. Is that continuing? Know, the, is that continuing Black Mana it showing should be up the Black and beating Manic. the shit Last time out we of... saw Black Mana confronting Jackson Hyde's mother. Yeah, and I believe this might even include him going to uh, fight Jackson himself. So we'll have to see. Uh, we won't be talking about the Flash 27. That is a Patreon only. So if you want to hear that again, go over to Patreon. Commandi uh, Challenge number seven. Marguerite Benet and Dan Jurgens on art. And I said in my review, uh, a lot of people who jumped on with Rebirth just jumped on would not even realize that Dan Jurgens is an artist, but also Eric an artiste. This art and this Commandi is really, really good. And uh, yeah, yeah, even Re- Reggie said it's a shame that Dan Jurgens doesn't do any like a lot of art anymore but what he thinks is basically you can write a story in an afternoon art takes three four weeks for a deal and you get paid probably more so he's like screw that Uh, it's a shame because the art is really good and i'll tell you if you have been reading the commodity challenge uh it's been very off the rails that the whole challenge part of it i think made people lose track of what the actual book was supposed to be like the end game and the final story marguerite benet i think think we were talking a couple months ago i was like I don't know what were the object of this like no, whole series No, that's the is. problem. Marguerite Benet actually spells it out and gets it back on track to the point where you you would even say at the end, like, huh, that's not that crazy a cliffhanger. But I'm like, no, no, you know what? Somebody in this whole series has to decide to not try fucking the next guy and actually <laughs> having a story that you can go to. And she does that. And I was like, you know what? This is what you need. Don't Because really, uh, in my review, I said you have half of the issue of the, the person trying to deal with the last cliffhanger. And then the second half, 
leading up to your cliffhanger just to be clever and smile. It's really thrown the book off. So yeah. I am actually looking very forward. At one point, I was going through my reviews, and I was up to one last review. And Kamani was definitely my book of the week, and then one just barely beat it. But we'll have to see which one that is. Right? And then finally, Wonder Woman, number 27. Shea Fontana and Mirko Adolfo's second uh, second issue of their... Part two of, their, of part of the Amazon. Yeah, part two. And uh, unfortunately, you wanted... And both of us really wanted to like this. And we sure really did. wanted to like Shea Fontana's run and all this. Uh, after two issues, it's kind of gone a little down from what we thought it was going to be and what we hoped it would be. Because we're not that evil of people. Uh, we actually want some people to... You know they do good, and, and I want have, everyone and also to you do want a good. Book, and you want a book to do. Uh, not me. There's some. There's a couple guys that I'm like, yeah, you know what? If it's not, but if it's good, I'll say it's good. Right. You know, and it'll. But sometimes there's some guys who are just <laughs> such jerks that I'm just like, I don't want it to be good. But I want you I, to fail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how I am, Eric. But yeah, like I said, I try to be enough of a professional that I will not let that skew my score. Uh, but yeah, I can still hope, though. I can still hope and dream. A man has to hope and dream to be able to survive this little game, Eric, that we call life. Uh, and this game called life, I am, I'm not winning uh, much yeah. of. So at least I can have my pleasure. I'm going to go out with a tie, hopefully. Yeah. That's all. I, I I won't. I'll go out with in the negative, and then and then it happens sudden death. Who knows what's happened then, Eric? Who knows? All of a sudden, Saturn Girl will be like, "Oh no, it's his life. Who? This is gonna be <laughs> troubles." Because she's from the future. She knows things. She remembers a hockey game a thousand years in the she future. She knows things, man. She does. Identical memory. Big sports fan, that Saturn Girl. Big sports fan. A sports fan from a thousand years ago, Eric. <laughs> 84th floor. You want to know who won the caber toss a thousand years ago? No, I don't. And if all of a sudden you threw me into this viewing of the caber toss, uh, oh no, this is the time that Seamus wins? Holy moly, it all begins here. It sure does. (laughs) Seamus. Ah, yes, Eric, that's the spotlight. Most people listening have no idea what I'm rambling on about, but it made you giggle, though. That's all that matters. It made you giggle. Eric, what do we say at the end of the spot? Oh, just come by our our podcast on Sunday nights. It's a big 10-hour-plus podcast, but if you're not into the nonsense that you're here right now, uh, we do have uh, timestamps, and and you can just go and listen to the books or what you want, but hopefully eventually you'll kind of dig the way we do things and listen to the whole thing. But, yeah, I can't expect somebody just off the street, Eric, to, you know, some bum who's begging for change to just like the whole podcast at first. He probably might start with a blue beetle and then kind of go in when he's a little more drunk, maybe listen to a Batman or a Detective Comics, right? Yeah. Ask for a sandwich, maybe. maybe. If a bum asked you for a sandwich, do you think if you gave him a tuna sandwich, do you think a bum would like a tuna sandwich? You think I I'm going to give the bum my tuna sandwich? I don't think that a here. bum. I don't think a bum would like tuna. I know that t- Reggie's probably like, God damn it, the guy's starving. He'll eat anything. I don't know about that. Tuna's no. very. Tuna's a very you know thing that a uh, lot like, of people don't. I imagine like. I, I'm going to put myself in the bum's place. I got to dress yes. like you first, but. I'm yeah. going to put myself in the bum's And then I'm like, like, why am I looking in the mirror, sir? Exactly. I, and somebody <laughs> hands me a tuna sandwich. Now, me being a bum who doesn't want to get sick, because I don't know what I'm going to eat again. Yeah. If I eat something You're not and I upchuck all my sandwich, stuff, right? that's even worse for me. I don't know how long this tuna's yeah, been no. out. He's Would been you holding throw it all day. day. I don't know. 
It's real funny. The one time there was a bum, and I went up to him. This guy trying to purge the bums? I Maybe. went up to this bum, and he actually gave me his shirt. <laughs> he gave me money and told me to go down and, and buy some new threads. Yeah, I don't sure, think sure. a bum would be all I right. Here you I go. don't think a bum would like a tuna sandwich. I, I just I don't. If a bum said – if I'm going to say a bum – there is a sandwich in my mind that a bum would like. It's just one. What would it be? What sandwich would a bum like? Um, anything but tuna, really, in my mind. Really? I, I, for some reason, I think ham and cheese. Just a standard ham and cheese. No Not condiments. A no, I, I, that turkey's too fancy for that bum. That guy's been eating fucking pizza out of the garbage. Not Eric. Roast no, roast beef's a little thin. What am I? What am I, a Rockefeller? If I have a roast beef sandwich, Eric, I ain't giving it to no bum. I'm eating that thing by myself. God damn it, that's a treat. That's like a yearly treat for me to have a roast beef sandwich. No, no, no. Do you think a bum would like a peanut butter sandwich? Just a peanut butter. Because if I'm the bum and you give me a peanut butter sandwich, I'm now going to have to beg you for a cup of milk. I, because say, I can't. Do I have anything to wash that peanut butter sandwich? No, that's with. the I problem. Now the bum, the bum doesn't want to seem like he's really, you know, that needy. Now he's got to beg for, for a drink. Shit goes wrong then. I would throw the peanut butter sandwich right back at the person. I want ham well, and cheese. This bum really needs to learn some kind of instrument to start panhandling or something. Yeah, he's just begging for a sandwich. I guess if he's begging for a sandwich, it is beggars can't be choosers. But again, I'm not going to live his life. He can be a chooser if he wants to. He's just going to be hungry. But he doesn't yeah. want tuna. He does not want peanut butter. So there, I, we just this is a public service announcement for everybody. If a bum asks you for a sandwich, no tuna, no Absolutely peanut not. butter. Most everything else is up for grabs, though, right? I don't think so. How about a chicken salad? <laughs> Anything with mayonnaise base, I think you're done. I don't you think don't, the bum would like if, that. If you give somebody an egg salad sandwich, they're going to oh, imagine if Actually, you that might be the face. worst. I don't the egg salad. The people who like egg salad, it's like split in half to me. Like half of the world lo- loves egg salad, half hates it. We'll never uh, eat an there's egg not salad like sandwich. an in-between guy. And yeah, the bum is probably any guy who has a craving for an egg sandwich, I, I don't think would be a bum, Eric. I, I, <laughs> I don't know why. That man's going to work hard to make sure he can uh, he afford is. egg sandwiches. You're gonna, an egg salad, it's not that fancy a sandwich, but it does take some preparation. you got to boil the eggs. So, yeah, yeah, you, gotta, you cannot be homeless and crave an egg salad sandwich. So that will just remind you of the wife that divorced you and the kids that will never call you again. So you, you yeah. avoid egg salad. But, Eric, what do we say at the end of the spotlight? They say new daddy's got a job. I ain't talking new dad. Him. New daddy's freaking. He doesn't smell like goddamn garbage. That's what new, new daddy. New, new daddy has a house made of wood. Yeah, there's wood in, in this house. New daddy. Uh, <laughs> he's just, old off. daddy's just there. He's eating the tuna sandwich in the rain, watching his family crying. Or what did you say? What did I you say? Turn that spotlight off. Oh!